This is Scott Richmond. And Arnie Sherman. You're listening to What Do You Know on News Talk KGVO, AM 1290 and 98.3 FM. Arnie Sherman, a good Sunday morning to you. Good morning, Scott. Are we ever going to see spring in Montana? Are we ever going to get warm weather? I'm itching to play golf. It seems like one day we get almost there and then it backs away. We ever seen 70 here again? I think maybe in about two months. <laughs> it's just crazy. It's crazy. Hey, today we have two of the hardest working women in show business joining us <laughs> in the studio. We have Heather Foster, who is the president and CEO of the YMCA, Family YMCA here in Missoula, and Melanie Brock, who's been running the fundraising campaign to build a new uh, child daycare facility at the YMCA. And she's also the uh, executive director of the Midtown uh, Association. Yes, she's got multiple hats. These women are on on you know on the case twenty four seven practically. Did you know that the Family YMCA Missoula is the largest child care provider in the state of Montana? I had no idea. Who would have thought the YMCA would be offering child care? But they are, and they've been trying to raise fifteen sixteen million dollars for the last year or so. And now it's becoming a public campaign, and. Uh, if there's anything that's needed in Missoula is more daycare for kids. I mean, that for sure is one of the things that always comes up in conversations about what problems businesses are having sure. or what issues are important to, you know, to families. It's getting daycare so that working families can actually work. I, yep. And I know that you've been very involved in helping to fundraise for the YMCA. Yes. I've never really been involved in a YMCA fundraiser, right. you know, uh, in, uh, historically, but I just felt that that issue was so important. We've had guests on the show, and we asked them what are the issues that they're facing during COVID. It was daycare, yep, and it kept coming up. And so I thought this was a, an issue that cut across every demographic group and every social group and, and every uh, industry in Montana, the need for daycare. And they're going to hopefully be able to double their capacity and, you know, become, you know, a, a, uh, you know, a beacon in Missoula for folks that are seeking affordable daycare. Yeah, this is all this great stuff that's happening behind the scenes to create more infrastructure, more support systems for local Missoulians. And the you know, to your point, they are the hardest working people kind of in certainly the not for profit sector in Missoula to try to raise, which is an enormous sum, right? Fifteen, sixteen for, for Missoula, that's a that's a, right. a, a big amount of money. And, you know, the longer it takes, the more expensive the project becomes because nothing's getting cheaper in the construction world. I right. think Missoula, the average construction cost is now close between. If you go out and get a quote on even residential, and you say how much is it going to cost me to build a new house, everybody's quoting you between two hundred and fifty and three hundred a square foot. That's crazy. I mean, that's doubled in you know in in less than a decade from what it was. Well, what's nice about this also is it kind of goes back to your roots, right? Like family support systems. That was kind of your first job, right? Yeah, I was working in, in children and youth work, and you know certainly. Uh, providing support and they provide a holistic program there i mean it's more than just youth they provide from cradle to grave practically at the y now right in terms of how many people they serve thousands of people are members you know at the family y here and they become more than just a swim and gym operation 
I love that. More than swimming gym. Yeah, much more than swimming gym. So, and, and they have real estate over there. They have space over there to do this whole expansion. Yes. Yeah, they're going to do the expansion and, and you know, get new facilities. And they've, they've raised a lot of the money. They still have a bit to go. And uh, there have been a lot of, of people that have, you know, you know, the 5 and $10 contributions all the way up to the multi-million dollar. You know, the Washington Foundation gave them $2 million. So that was, a, that was a good anchor for them to get started on the campaign. So I'm anxious to talk to them today and hear where things are and what do they need to do and you know how our listeners can help. And this is the first time that we've had the two of them on the show together. Yes. I th- I hopefully we can handle the two of them together. I know. That's going to be a lot. We're going to have to definitely – I'll play traffic cop. And you, uh... <laughs> I'll try not to have to reach for my checkbook again. <laughs> <laughs> when we come back, our guests will be Heather Foster and Melanie Brock. Back after this. Melanie. And Heather, how are you doing? I'm doing great on this rainy day. Yeah. So anything going on? No. No, nothing. <laughs> you guys been doing anything lately? Nothing. The last happened. year or so? Give us a lowdown. Tell us what's going on with the, uh, you know, Here for Good campaign and, and the, the genesis of it and where we are now. We're at an exciting point in your fundraising effort to, you know, double your capacity for uh, child care in Missoula as the largest child care provider in the state. Give us the whole rundown on this. Okay. All right. Genesis. All right. We've been talking about a capital campaign at RY for over a decade. Uh, the Missoula Y has been serving this community for over 55 years, and it's time. Most of the facility is original, and the child care center we currently operate is actually in the original YMCA, which was a donated building and is wildly past due um, for a, a new facility and a much larger facility. Pandemic in particular shined a light on how much childcare is necessary to support our workforce and our families. And so we are building a new childcare center. We're breaking ground in June. I think probably against every fundraising recommendation ever uh, known to man because we haven't hit our fundraising goal yet. But we told the community this was our first priority and we're going to get it done. So groundbreak for a new facility that'll double our capacity for childcare for kids zero to five. Um, and it'll take about 11 months of construction to get that completed with a April, May 2024 open. And then you brought in Melanie Brock as your secret weapon, didn't she you? She is our secret weapon, yes. And Melanie, what have you been doing on this for the last year or so? We've been working on this for over two years right. with the help of over 22 volunteers throughout the community. It's a community-wide project, and we're very proud that we've raised almost $14 million since starting. Amazing. But we have more fundraising to go because after that early child care center is built, we'll move on to the main building that is also in need of renovation, as 15,000 Western Montanans use it on a regular basis. Uh, Heather, do you want to talk about all the exciting things that are going to happen in the main building? So every square inch of the building will at least get a facelift, <laughs> if not a completely remodel. Uh, the front facade of the building is changing. We're adding an additional group exercise space so we could have a high-intensity class at the same time that we're doing maybe a low-mobility, senior-focused class. We'll add additional square footage in our drop-in child watch, which is free two-hour drop-in care. We're seeing a lot of wow. need for that. Mm-hmm. Um, in particular, from like our hybrid workforce that comes in and does an hour of work right now, kind of sadly, in our hallways with terrible uh-huh. internet service, um, that will move into a co-working space where people can actually have a little bit of an office space that would 
act as homework station for kids after school, but could also really be co-working during the day. Um, we are renovating all of our original locker rooms, which are, you know, I lovingly they say need like, a refresh. They need a like refresh. They're a little, <laughs> That's okay. they're a little dated. They're like, you know, imagine your worst high school memory of showering. It's sort of <laughs> yeah. similar. They, smells, they still smell like 1968. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. So they're all getting completely renovated. We're building, um, a youth innovation space that's geared for kids seven and up. It will have everything from a sound booth, kind of like this, where kids can learn how to make music, edit videos, do podcasts. So we're always looking for volunteers, just saying. We're happy to have uh-huh. So Heather, how long have you been at the Y? Eight years. And you've been running it for how long? I don't know. It's like dog years. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah right. Four-ish? 40 years yeah, you've been four. there. <laughs> so so explain years. to our listeners... When I was a kid growing up, Y's were just known as swim and gym operations, yeah. right? And it was for men. Y-M-C-A. The M's stood for, you mm-hmm. know, Young men. men. Young men. What has happened here that's, that's uh, you, know, you know, so different and remarkable compared to, you know, the traditional, you know, stamped model of what a YMCA was? Yeah. I, you know, I think our Y has always operated more like a community center, and we want that even more. I I think belonging is our purpose, right? Creating safe spaces for people to be um, and strengthening the community that we live in. So for us, we do it with a lot of youth programs. And obviously, childcare is very important. But also, you know, we want people to come and be healthy and create community and build relationships. And then I think the thing that's made us made us really successful is we've we've always had a lot of community support. Um, we're kind of a scrappy grassroots. You tell us you need a program, we'll figure it out. And uh, sure. if we nail it, we keep going. <laughs> and if we don't, we adapt and change and do something different. Is this the Heather? Is this the largest initiative that you've undertaken in your career? Oh yeah, this is a beast um, for sure. I've why honestly, is that because of the size and scope? Yeah, the dollar amount that we need to raise right. is pretty big. It's um, Melanie can maybe speak to this better too, but it's one of the largest capital campaigns Missoula has seen outside of the university or hospital system. So this is this is a big boy. Got it. Um, yeah, and the construction will be big as well. About twenty four months of construction in thirteen phases. So we don't ever close any part of the Y, with the exception of the pool for a brief period of time. But we'll relocate everything so we can keep operations Are moving you, and keep serving people. Well, even though you need the remaining kind of funding to go along, you are starting to see light at the end of the tunnel. We are. I think breaking ground feels really positive. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're not done. And I, I don't we're I told Mel, I'm like, we're not quitters. So we're just going to keep chugging along like we really want to hit what is now a 19-ish million wow. dollar goal. And that's um, because construction costs and development costs have just increased since you started, right? Absolutely. Two and a half years of fundraising. You know, the world has changed. We're out to bid right now, so we'll have concrete numbers Don't soon. be shocked when the bids come back. Don't say that. <laughs> um, but, you know, the scope has changed, too. Yeah. Like, we started out thinking we would just do a playground, a community playground. Well, the community wants an all-abilities playground, Right. There is not a lot of accessible playground equipment or spaces for kids that have mobility devices. So we changed it. We want to build what Missoula asks for. And now we're going to build what Missoula funds. So this next piece is going to be really important. 
And as we're getting ready to launch the public effort on this, how many people already now, Mel, have contributed to this? We're at nearly 700 donors, and that includes family foundations, businesses, individuals, not just in Missoula, but statewide. And we have some national funders, too. This absolutely is a community-wide project that Missoula is going to take a lot of pride in. Well, 700 is an awful lot of people to give money. It is. That's a huge campaign. Who's the largest giver? I think the largest giver has been the um, Washington Family Foundation. Yeah. Yep, they were one of our earliest donors, and um, typically don't give to capital campaigns. So we no, they don't. So that very, was very, very lucky, and that they're in our community and so supportive. They're going to name the early childcare center. That's great. Yeah. So how does a YMCA, which now, as you've talked about. It's a cradle-to-grave operation. I mean, you walk in there, you see people on walkers all the way down to screaming little babies. And That's stuff. right. So how does a YMCA become a, you know, a lunch provider or a meal provider? How do you become the largest daycare? How, why are you the largest daycare provider in the state? Well, we can't say no to anything, first of all. <laughs> so I, I think when we hear there is a need, we look for partners, we look for collaborators, and if we can't find them, then we figure out how to start it. So I, I don't even know how we began childcare <laughs> in the early 90s, and it right. just kept growing. You get more phone calls. Your waiting list grows larger. You lease a new space. You open a new facility. That's how we've always operated. When you know kids are going home hungry after school, you start mm. serving bigger snacks. Um, I think that's just... How many people do you feed a day? Oh, my gosh, a day? Well, we serve about anywhere from 120 to 130,000 meals in the course of a year <laughs> to the kids. Is that crazy, Scott? Yeah. So I don't know what that math is five days a week. That's a lot. That is a lot. It's a lot. How many families in total are affected? Well, there's 15,000 people that utilize the Y. 15,000. 15,000. That can be um, anything from membership to we have about 950 kids playing soccer right now. So that (sighs) number goes across a bunch of different programs. Mm. Um, Yeah. It reminds me a lot of uh, when we spoke with uh, Watson Children's Shelter. And just kind of like the same attitude of just like, hey, we're going to do everything we need to do to make sure people are taken care of. Yep. Regardless of what position that puts us in. Yeah. So we need your help. Yeah. And that's like Watson's. They bring their kids to the Y. Right. Right. That's a place for recreation for a lot of kids there. And um, that's why we know it's important. It has to happen. We've been here for 55 years. We want to be here for another 55 years. And this feels like our opportunity to make sure we're building what Missoula needs and wants. How many employees? Oh, God. We have about 350 employees. A lot. Um, a lot of young employees. 57% of our workforce is under the age of 22. So we are That's a, crazy. A, a large employer of teens, and mm-hmm. we're about ready to have a bunch of teens starting. Summer camp is right, right around the corner. Uh, most of our camps are full with wait lists, and we're right. going to be training a bunch of uh, – 16-year-olds, how to care for kids all summer. When you were starting your career, (laughs) you know, whenever you started your career, both of you, did you ever envision that you'd be doing something like this? Uh, Fundraising for a Y? Oh, fundraising, no. I had never asked for- Supervising 350 people? Yeah. I had never asked for a dollar before I started working at the Y. Like, I had never, ever. Did you ever take a course in school called Managing 350 People? No. (laughs) Is there a course? Right. (laughs) (laughs) No, I wanted to be a child and family counselor. That's what I really wanted to do. Oh, it's related. So the Y is my full circle moment. 
right? Like totally. The, well, that's what happens. You yeah. become a counselor, and then you're good at that, and then you become, you know, sort of a, the spokesperson for counselors, and then people recognize your leadership skill and ability, and then they promote you to not being a counselor right. anymore. But they get the short straw, nonprofit short yeah, straw. Yeah, right, right, like, right. Oh, right. You, you could do more? Okay, here you go. Right. Yeah. Pile on. So you can't do – even though you have 350 employees and you're at the top of that heap, there's also – a layer above you. I mean, you couldn't do this without a board of directors and, and the support that you Absolutely. get from them. Absolutely. We have 15 people, volunteers on our board who are incredibly invested. They're donors, members, campaigners. Um, yeah, we couldn't do it without our board. And there's just there's just no way. The board <laughs> is what built this why in the first place, right? It was right. sort of the, the the powerful people in Missoula that said we need a place for families and kids to be and that's how this why started and that's that's how we keep it moving. So on the uh, this week this past week past Monday you launched the Here for Good campaign. So what part of the the, the development of the fundraising effort are we at at this juncture? We are full blown public. You know, seven hundred sounds like a lot of donors, right. but campaigns of this size normally have thousand or more wow. and we know there's a lot of people that haven't heard about it even though i feel like it's all we do is talk about it um so we want as much public awareness as possible it it doesn't matter the dollar amount of course the bigger the checks the sooner we get it done but we want everybody to feel like this is their project we their have a life. lot of generous listeners who listen to our show on <laughs> sunday morning that's perfect <laughs> and how did mel you and melanie get together yeah you want you tell that story. Well, um, my babies started their lives at the YMCA Early Development Center there on Russell, the building that will be gratefully tearing down as its past prime. Right. And why I'm here today is because I did not need to hit pause on my career because the Y had an affordable childcare wow. option that I was able to take my 12-week-old babies and they got incredible care. They are social extroverts because of that incredible um, first beginnings. And then we've since done summer camps and after school, and we work out there a couple of days a week. We are absolutely a Y family. And when I'm looking at how can I make an impact in my backyard, this project is one of those once in a generation, um, a project that changes and affects so many lives as we all find something at the Y, whether your kids are in youth sports or um, grandma is involved in the yoga classes there. There's Amazing. something for everyone. So if you're listening to this and you want to go to YMCA, hereforgood.com, you, know <laughs> you can support this too. But you both know what's going to happen now when you, you're right around, you know, you're rounding the corner. Someone's going to, once you've completed this, and like I always say, this is a road that has no end. But at some point, someone's going to tap you into you, both of you and say, here's a bigger project to work on. Have people reached out to you at all and said, I love what you're doing here. We want you to help here. I think every builder in town wants us to put a child care <laughs> in their uh, facility, which is great. Satellite. Super interested in that. But this right now is the priority, right? Like before right. there's ever an opportunity to expand or look at different right. locations. I get calls from Kalispell, I bet, three times a month. You're kidding. Nope. And what's the nature of the call? Uh, everybody wants a why. They want a community center. They want some sort of um, place for kids and more youth programs. And Well, they want the programs in particular. They don't need a sports. building. They need programs. Yep. Yeah. Just like you mentioned, you had your 12-year-olds and they've moved into the other programs that are there. Mm -hmm. You're filling a need. Yep. You know? As an employer, 
you hear that all the time. Working moms, working dads needing childcare and right. affordable childcare, convenient. Well, well and, plus it's all the other things that that are being offered sure. in terms of uh, you know social and educational and you know, vocational and I mean the whole the whole gamut. Mm-hmm. Well, it reminds me of that conversation we had with the the public library, this new beautiful public library, and just all the support programs they have too for families. Right. Well, they got first family up there on the second yep. or third floor. They're doing so well. Missoula has a long history, as we all know, of of having right. a lot of uh, not for profit agencies that are trying to, uh, you know, meet community needs for a town of eighty thousand people. I mean, you have fifteen thousand members. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's twenty something percent of the town yeah. at one point or another. On the other hand, I do have to say to you that even though it's like every day, you know, you live this. There are lots and lots of people have no idea that's going on, no matter how much you publicize it. There are people that are wandering around that just drive past and yeah. never look at the, you know, aren't on the mailing list, don't turn on the radio, yes. and they don't know what's going on. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's just, it's just the nature of the way, you know, so many media streams out there and so many, you know, messages, messages. that are being communicated that you just focus on the ones you like. I've given many tours to people that grew up in Missoula that have never stepped foot in the Y. Right. So it's it's pretty incredible. Right. Oh, yeah. sure. And do the folks that are benefiting from what you're creating at the Y, are they aware and do they acknowledge the fundraising and the campaign that's going on? Are they like, hey, I you know, I see what you're doing? Like, do they give you acknowledge? Is there acknowledgement of, of the efforts? For sure. We definitely hear from people how excited they are about certain spaces. Sure. Everybody experiences the Y in their own sort of bubble is what I've sure, kind of learned. Sure. Some people are Y families. They start in childcare. They do youth sports. They right. are members. They're fully invested in all of the scope of, of our services. And then other people are like, it's just Y basketball. Or I learned to swim at the Y and that's my only experience. So most people kind of come in with a lens of how, how do I utilize this space or how does my family interact with this space and how are you going to change it? in the places that matter to me. It's also important what you said before, which is these are individual people and families that are are using the Y, but then also groups. You had said that Watson's uses and works with the Y and others. What other groups around town oh are kind of in co-op, cooperative relationships with you? Yeah. So most of the youth serving organizations, so, you know, Watson's, um, Youth Homes. Casa. Um, CASA sometimes. Yeah, we've definitely Uh worked with CASA in the past. Um, We've done joint fundraising efforts with Boys and Girls Club. Mm -hmm. The Boy Scouts do some badges at the Y. Uh, The National Guard does most of their training at the YMCA. So it's – yeah, there's there's a lot of different groups that access our facility, Special Olympics, ORI. And how do you – in a time when people are so polarized and kind of – they. They choose sides politically in terms of where they sit and stand and how they respond to different efforts. Mm-hmm. How do you keep it apolitical? Yeah. Well, first of all, I think our motto is like to be all things to all people, which is a terrible cuts business. Cuts right? <laughs> yeah, right. um, For us, I think it's about belonging. Right. It's that right. simple. And we want to create spaces where everybody feels like they belong. And I think common ground really matters. And you can find common ground at the Y. Politics, I don't, we try really hard to stay out of that space, but we want everybody to feel safe. That matters, right? Like child abuse prevention is a big part of all sure. of our training for every single staff person that works at the Y. We went through a period of time where we stopped showing news on the TVs, 
and started playing a lot more videos of like puppies <laughs> playing in the cat. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Um, but it is about getting to know people. I I think that's all that matters. Like people we, are people. I agree. And now in 2024, right? We have we we're just talking about this the other day. The political, the political. All eyes are on Montana in 2024 with gubernatorial, mm-hmm. House and Senate, and uh, uh, presidential, right? right? And will the why become a platform for different candidates to talk about what's going on in the community? You know, we, not even mayoral. We have hosted community events. We have some big space, so like uh-huh. our gym, but it's either everyone or no one. Right. Okay, like inclusive. it would be a, a community forum right. where everybody would show up. And and if I were to be really honest, like we're so busy just caring for the kids and the families sure. in our programs that I feel like there are other people that are much better positioned sure. To, sure. to be the neutral space than us. So, so you're, you're a, a very easily accessible facility. You offer all these programs. You open all the time. What do you do about homelessness in the community? I mean, what I mean, and, and security in the building. I mean, how do you address all that, which has become a growing issue over the years? I think Midtown, we might be a little lucky potentially. Yes. I, yeah. We haven't had a ton of experiences that are terribly negative. You know, behavior matters in our wives, so we make sure that people are safe. You know, no guns. Nobody can be impaired. No actively. guns. No <laughs> guns. Right. No weapons in our facility. Um, all of that stuff is just please, general no, rules. Please, yeah, no, please really. Kids, Leave no. it at home. Every Y member is background checked. Um, it's a part of nationwide YMCA membership. Everybody right. goes through like a SVO search and check. And wow. it's because we serve so many kids, we have to create spaces sure. that are really safe and protected. Um, but we don't really run into that a ton. And I, I do think it's probably a midtown Wait a minute, Location. but your partner in crime over here is trying to create a, a thousand new residential units in Midtown. Is that the number, Melanie? Yeah, we're hoping a thousand to two thousand. A thousand to two thousand. So now talk about capacity needs. You're going to have yeah. to, at, once you build and expand, you're going to need more. Potentially. <laughs> I think. And you do this with a smile on your face. Most people would be freaked out by it. Like, <laughs> I need a new job. Heather I need to get out of here. Smiling from ear to ear. Yeah, smiling from ear to ear. Yeah, we can serve more people. You bet. I love it. What <laughs> yeah. a great attitude. I know. It must be happy pills they give out at the YMCA these it's days. It's a pretty good place to work. Our yeah. guests so are. Yeah. Let's just do a quick idea. Our guests are Heather and Melanie. Heather from the Y, Melanie from Midtown, but also helping with the Y in her fundraising efforts. She's a dynamo, by the way. Uh, I had coffee with her the other day. Boy. Powerhouse. Powerhouse. Yeah. The two powerhouse leaders of, of community here. But and, so much is going on here. Right in this room right now, with what you guys are involved in, do you have any or your peers? Do you have other peers around town that are kind of experiencing similar types of initiatives of this size? Not really, right? This is definitely the biggest nonprofit undertaking, but this is also one of the largest nonprofits that employs the most Missoulians, that serves the most Missoulians. So the scale right. of this project is to match our growing community. Right. Heather does not want to go back out in six years and say, we didn't we didn't do we this. Didn't do it. We right. didn't right. do enough. Put- our parking lot's not big enough. Our um our gyms aren't adequate. This is the YMCA's moment in time, and they were saving for years for this. They put in the first million dollars of right. the um, $14 million raised. So Missoula wants to see this project happen, and I think that um, the 
the early money in uh, shows that. One thing I want to make sure everyone knows, because we're going to be so excited to see all the construction start in June, that main building, all the the remodel there, it's not fully funded yet. And it's Mm -hmm. the main building improvements. The adult programming helps subsidize everything we do to serve um, young families and young kids. Heather, can you talk about your financial assistance program? Because it's it's what makes the Y different than almost anywhere else you could plop your kid down yeah. uh, and go to work. So the Y, it, three pillars, right? Youth development, healthy living, and social mm-hmm. responsibility. All of our work fits under one of those buckets. Social responsibility for us means that we want to create a level playing field for everybody. And we do that as a charitable nonprofit. We're a 501c3. Um, our board of directors and a bunch of volunteers, including our staff, go out and fundraise every single year to raise about three hundred to three hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year for community subsidies, financial assistance, wow. and we give out about seven hundred thousand dollars a year. We have a lot of programs that we subsidize. We have many families that access financial assistance, whether it's for childcare or after school programming, summer camp membership. You know, access to health and community right, right. really can change the game for families. So uh, it, it is an important part of who we are and I think what makes us different. There are great child care providers and after school providers and sport youth sports and health and wellness facilities. I don't think anybody does everything we do under one umbrella. And if they do, they definitely don't do it and say, and if you can't afford it, we'll help you, right? We That's the most important part, really. Because leave it, anyone behind. The biggest complaint about childcare, daycare is how much it costs. Absolutely. You yeah. know, and you have, I guess, what used to be called a sliding scale, I guess, for it for people. We do. We, we use sort of our own financial assistance grid for families. Super easy, one-sheeter, you know, fill out your income, and then there's a financial assistance based on whatever program you're participating in. So you talk about 350 employees, 57% of which are under 22. Mm-hmm. Where do you get your people? Oh, my gosh. We recruit from everywhere. Um, <laughs> for sure, the high schools. Sentinel High School is right behind us, which is great. That's so, perfect. Uh, we, luckily, I had two kids going to Sentinel, so we did a full court press, nice. you know, yep. trying to get as many kids as we possibly can. Word of mouth, a lot of people, it's recruit a friend. Right. Right. And what about the professional, the full-time, you know, all year round? Yeah. I mean, you have a number of those folks that are working there as well. 55 full-time staff. A lot of them are in child care. Mm -hmm. Um, We really are trying to change the language around child care. It it can be a career. You know, I think everybody is changing their wage scales to make it have more of a living wage. And it's really important work. Zero to five is fundamental when it comes to the development of kids and how – how right. successful they are in kindergarten. So I do think the pandemic and some other organizations in Missoula have done a good job of like pushing the critical need of high quality childcare and what it means for our kids and for our workforce. Um, so that's where a lot of our full time staff, and then we have professional staff. You know, we have a team of about fifteen leadership staff that run everything from summer camp to aquatics. I mean, we're one of the largest providers of right. swim lessons in Missoula. Um, we run programs like Active Six. Every sixth grader in Missoula gets a free membership to the Y. And running that kind of youth program sure. requires a full-time person to get that right. done. So, Do you have a right-hand person? Beside Mel raising the money and stuff, do you have a right-hand person that, that, that oversees sort of like a chief of staff for you? Yeah, Carrie McHugh is our COO. Um, and she does all sort of operations, oversees camp and membership, aquatics, mm-hmm. youth sports. So absolutely couldn't do it without her. 
she's like my work wife, (laughs) (laughs) right? Like you need that person that you can really rely on, that you can count on, that can fill the gap when you're not there, vice versa. Are you, with the influx of folks moving from out of state to Missoula, are you seeing a lot of new families, new faces that you haven't seen before? Yes. Yeah. And what's fascinating is people come from communities where they have had an experience with a Y. Sometimes it's really good. Sometimes it's not as great. Um, but there is something about being a part of like a global movement with sure. the YMCA that, you know, can attract people to show up at your door when they first move here. And so we do. It's an amazing, well, it's a great attribute and kind of calling card for Missoula to say they have such an active Y and an active university and an active mm-hmm. boys and sure. girls club. I mean, that's important. Absolutely. Know? So you're always on. Every time I've ever seen you, you're like, yeah. you're like the Energizer Bunny. So what do you do to and rejuvenate? Uh, I like to bake. Therapy baking is like <laughs> Therapy my favorite baking, thing good. Ever. Yeah. Uh, I spend time with my family. I can't wait for the rivers to... Come down and the weather to be nice. I love to go out on the raft and read a book <laughs> while my husband fly fishes. I'm not that cool. That works. So. Yeah. Yep. That's how. And I what about for professional development? I mean, how do you stay on top of all the trends and all the changes? I mean, you're, you're taking on new programs that require expertise. So you don't necessarily have to have that expertise, oh, but you need to know about what the programs you know, functionally are, are engaged in. How do you how do you get that expertise? The Y does a pretty good job of having, um, we have sort of like our own version of Facebook, right? Like we yeah. have like a national platform where you can access and communicate with everybody across the country. The pandemic brought everybody a lot closer together, started reaching out to not just Ys in Montana, but all over. And then they have right. quite a few national conferences. I just got back from Houston, which was a marketing and philanthropy conference but my favorite is to tour otherwise right tour the, and there's a national staff there's a national ymca are, yep are the headquarters still in chicago chicago the yeah. mothership yeah yeah the mothership uh-huh i remember that operation that was just fairly substantial i don't think they're as diverse as, as what you're doing here no no, no. no they're much more traditional why i remember mm-hmm. living in hoboken new jersey <laughs> And at the Y? <laughs> and not at the Y, but using the Y and the Y being like literally the center point for so much of that community. Yes. You know, for young families and, and homeless people. And it was just really in, kind of incredible. Every Y is different. It depends on the community that they're in and what the community yeah. needs. If you're running a Y the right way, that's how it should operate, right? Like some, sure. There's a lot of New Jersey Ys that are doing housing now. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? What do you mean housing? So they have like rooms for rent? Yep. Or actually getting into like HUD subsidized or Section 8 housing, starting wow. to run housing facilities, which is kind of how the Y started. It yeah. was, you know, it was the second largest hotel, not really hotel chain in the nation. Right. Yep. Back in the mm-hmm. early days. Staying yeah. at the Y. Yeah. That's right. And yeah. the YW was also the same thing at that time, point in time. Mm-hmm. So are you the largest in Montana, the largest Y? The Billings Y is a, is a pretty good-sized YMCA, too. They don't do early ed. They have a lot of youth programs, school-age programs, um, and a pretty large membership base. That building is giant, if you've ever been there. It's huge. I've, I've seen building. it. I've never been inside. In Billings. The Billings, Billings downtown Billings. YMCA. Mm-hmm. But as you travel around and visit other Ys and see what they're doing, is there one that is similar in scope and breadth to what you're doing? There's quite a few. Not any that are geographically close to us. Right. And um, we always sort of say the Boise YMCA is like our crush. Why? Because it's close and communities are relatively similar. But they're monster. You know, I think they have four or five different locations. And Right. Yeah. Which, well, I was going to say, and more and more as population grows and as – 
places like Bozeman, Helena, Butte, Kalispell, Missoula, Polson, everything's starting to close in a little bit, right? So you may see people across two different Ys kind of have different experiences. And, you know, I'm curious when you were saying that other towns are calling you, other folks are calling you, is they because they look at us as kind of a leader in a leadership position? What are they looking for? What kind of information? Yeah, I think ROI is pretty vibrant. It is used by a diverse group of Missoula from age range. I think our programs do kind of touch all all aspects of, of ages in Missoula. That see. can be a little different than um, some of the other YMCAs. We're unique in that we do early ed and a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's a model that interests other communities because childcare is not a terribly um, profitable business. It generally right. will lose money, especially when it comes to infants and sort of the uh, gold standard CEO at the Y was Pat Dodson, who kind of built that facility and got everything funded. And he always said very simply that adults pay for kids. And so right. that's why right. a building like ours where people want to be members and they sure. pay that, that helps us subsidize infant care to make it affordable. Right. Mm. So I think that model does does bring some interest from outside of the community. Mm. Mel, sense. what's your biggest challenge now on the funding side, fundraising side? Where are we at? If you're making a plea to the community, what are we what are we asking them for right now? Well, as I just mentioned, you're going to see construction. You're going to see dirt happening. But the project is not completely funded yet. And what's really mm. unique about the Y is they don't take out debt. They literally will build what the community wow. pays for. They've never had a loan for a capital project. Um, and the second piece to this is this is one of the only nonprofit projects where we've not been able to utilize local funds. We're not in an urban renewal district. We're just a few blocks away. Um, as of now, we're not, we've not been able to tap into new market tax credits. All of the other projects have used CDBG and these other funding tools, so they didn't have to ask the public to pay for their entirety of their projects. So we are going to the community with a project that has already been value engineered, pared down. Um, if we did everything we know that absolutely needed to be done, it would probably be a $50 million project. Oh my but God. we also know Missoula probably does not have an appetite for a $50 million oh. project, or we would be completely white-haired and exhausted too. <laughs> Um, so we had to make this the right size for the community at this time. But we do know that there, with an additional 4 to $5 million, we can get this done in entirety. And we are already talking to everyone we could possibly talk to to say, hey, do you have some concrete you could donate? We will try to bring this oh. – costs of this down through in-kind contributions. We have already received about seven in-kind business partners for this project, which is super exciting. So we literally are going to give Missoula the biggest bang for the buck because we know this is the community center where all of us will be the next, hopefully, 40, 50 years. That makes sense. Yeah. We have some big pieces of the project that are hanging the balance. Sure. You know, we know the things that will get done with this money that we have already raised. The child care center, for sure, 100 percent, we're getting that done. Right. Um, but, you know, when we look at we'd really like to build an all abilities playground with a splash pad that's free and accessible for Missoula kids to just roll over in Midtown and come hang out. Um, we want to build an outdoor court space. It's called an Aranasium. It has basketball, volleyball, pickleball, partnering with a local group to see if we could add some racket, handball, Wallyball squash space in there, which Padel. is not, Padel. <laughs> not accessible, right, to people that um, can't pay a larger sure. 
sure. monthly fee to participate at a gym that might have those resources. So we want to, we really want to get that done. That is the the big piece that hangs out there. It's an easy $3 million to X out of the project, which is heartbreaking. You don't want all. that to happen. No, no right. I, we, we don't want to build just good enough. You know, we really want to build something that the community is proud of. We want it to be a gathering place and destination in Midtown Missoula for families and kids to come. We're surrounded by elementary schools, junior highs, high schools yeah. where we're located. Yeah. Kids need a place to be. And I think belonging matters and you need a place to belong. We don't want kids going home by themselves after school. We want them to create community mm-hmm. and have friendships right. and safe places. And so that that's my plea, <laughs> right? How much of your personal time, both of you, how much of your time is spent doing the fundraising and kind of pitching? Oh, my gosh. I don't even know. I wouldn't. Because you have another job. You have other jobs yeah. as part of your job. Yeah. Right. Right. Yes. So how much of this? We've Would definitely you? had thousands of cups of coffee. Yeah. Um, <laughs> our most exciting thing to do is to walk people through that YMCA. Mm-hmm. When you see in the summer 300 kids in that gym smiling, so happy to be screaming, doing – Screaming, as I remember. <laughs> screaming and smiling. Um, it really, Sweating. It really tells the why story if you can come – to the Y and walk through it and see how the community right now is utilizing this campus and how – see the plans and go to ymcaherefogood.com and look at what we have planned. And there you'll hear the stories of the seniors we're helping, the infants we're helping, your neighbors, the workforce. There's so many members of the workforce, UM staff, um, MCPS teachers, the healthcare. There's quite a few um, Western Montana Clinic and uh Providence sure. um, healthcare workers who are able to do those long shifts because of the wise service to kids every right. day of the year. Well, the fundamental axis of all this to me is 55 years. Is It's about time yes. to spruce things up a little bit. Yeah. I mean, things have changed a lot in 55 years, right? Right. What was envisioned as the why 55 years ago and what that building was designed to serve as a, you know, as a already exists established building that was repurposed, mm-hmm. right? right? And we're listening to Janis Joplin. Or right, whatever. exactly. Now it's a completely different or, – and you need you need something that fits, you yes. know, the, the, the needs and requirements of 2023, yeah. not 1960. Uh, one very interesting factoid. In yeah. 1984, when Tom Boone and Pat Dodson and um, a group of incredible uh, Missoula business leaders raised the funds. They raised three and a half million dollars in the early eighties to get that 80s. building that was done. A, that was a lot That's of money. That's a lot of money back then. Mm-hmm. So Missoula did dig deep and said, "Absolutely, we want why in Missoula." So now we're going to do the same exact thing, and we are so grateful for everyone. Um, our list of donors. We, we get so proud. There are people paying a small amount every month. You could pay over multiple years. There are people who made donations that literally bring tears to our eyes that really made their big transformational gift, their stretch gift of probably this 10 years of their life because they love the why and they're committed to the why's sure. mission. And then so many businesses. I'm really proud of that list. All these names are on ymcaherefogood.com um, if you want to go onto the website. And it's it's a really – it's a list that shows that well, – I would imagine you in your role as the ED of Midtown 
also use the Y as a shining example of why folks need to relocate their business in this great district, correct? Absolutely. My other hat is with the Midtown Association, and this is one of the biggest redevelopment projects happening in this decade. What's also going on at the fairgrounds with that butterfly house, we are in an underserved youth neighborhood, an area where we know we have a concentration of low-income families who um, will benefit from all of these great amenities that aren't changing property values. Like We've been very deliberate in making sure everything is accessible and affordable. Right. Well, it's not just helping low-income families. It's helping the entire community. Absolutely. By raising everybody's boat, you 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 have a good community. It's why I contribute to every school levy. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I don't have anybody in school, but I don't want a lot. Of, you know, it's good for the. Community. I don't want a lot of dumb yeah. people living around me, right? <laughs> I want a smart community, so I'm, I I support every school levy, mm-hmm. and the same thing here. People should be supporting this because they want well-rounded, socially adjusted, you know, motivated, you know, young people, and this is one of the big resources that helps that happen here in Missoula. And we're thankful to Arnie, full disclosure. (laughs) He has been on this fundraising committee. He is one of the 22 volunteers who have – he's been knocking on doors and bringing the profile of this campaign to the public, and we're so grateful for him. You know, trying. I usually don't get involved in these I was going to say, how did you get him involved? How did that happen? Because I felt that the fundamental mission of this, of of doubling child care and daycare, was extremely important. Right. You know, and they're the best – and not everybody town. has that view, Arnie, of their community the way you do. I mean, to your point, you don't have kids at school. How has the university been supportive and involved? Because that's one of the biggest employers in the whole town. Yeah. Um, we've always kind of partnered with the U. They were uh, partners in our Active Six program when that all mm-hmm. started. But we're building a space called the Youth Innovation Space. Uh, seven kids, seven and up is a weird age at our Y. We actually don't have a lot going on for them in our facility. It's something we Mm. identified as a staff team. We've heard a lot from the community. Once you're 12 and older, you can use all of the equipment upstairs. We'll teach you how to use it. But you age out of that drop-in free childcare at about seven, and then there's not a whole heck of a lot going on. So we really partnered with the U, a couple other tech industries here. Um, We're building a youth innovation space that will have everything from Mm -hmm. like Gaming and computer sciences partnered with the e-gaming team at the U, which is like 600 kids doing that right now at the university. Let's take a quick break. Our guests are Heather Foster from the YMCA, Melanie Brock from the Midtown Association and YMCA fundraiser. Back after this. Arnie, we are back with Heather and Melanie. In our remaining minutes, I want to focus in on how you can contribute, what you contribute to. I love the Name the Locker campaign, so I want you to talk about that. And then give them all the contact information so that our listeners can reach out and uh, show their love and support. We need $5 million. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, well, we're never giving your kids The back. answer yeah, is right. a number. $5 million. That's the one, one thing I'll say out loud, which makes me sweaty when yeah, I say right. it. But that's, that is the gap that we are missing, which allows us to do this big community vision that we've been working at. Right. Um, ways to contribute. Melanie mentioned there's multi-year giving, which does allow people to make a little bit more of a stretch gift. Mm. Um, you can spread it out weekly, monthly, biannually. Any way you want to slice it, we have the ability to... To, to do that. And we're going up to a five-year pledge. We also are doing, every campaign has kind of your buy a brick traditional yes. model where you can really get community excited. We're doing buy a locker. 
We have a lot of lockers in our YMCA, if you could imagine, between locker rooms and express lockers. That airnasium will have locker spaces. You have the uh, opportunity to put your name, the name of a loved one, dedicate it, whatever you would want to do, your book club, your uh, racket league, your whatever, whatever it is. Mahjong. The name, Mahjong. Mahjong. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, what, and how much do those go for? $1,000. $1,000, you could have your own locker. Yep. Absolutely. If you're a donor. Did you put golf clubs in that one? No. Lou Reed. We could have a Lou <laughs> Reed locker there. <laughs> if you're a donor that's given to this project, uh, you, we could ask you, you could consider to add an extra year to your pledge. Nice. Um, something like that really does make a big difference for this campaign. Well, there's a lot of ways to get involved. And all of them are at YMCAHereforgood.com. Hereforgood. Hereforgood.com. Right. And phone number? It's right on YMCAHereforgood.com. Yeah, or 721YMCA. 721YMCA. Mm-hmm. And when you're cold, do you get the YMCA song? No, but maybe I'll, I'll implement Somebody that. Somebody has co-opted somebody... that. Right, I know. I know. That's for sure. Yeah, he's done a heck of a job. Yeah. Um, anyway, this has been a delightful conversation. Thank you both so much. Thanks for having us. Scott, we'll see you next week. See you next week, Arnie. Thank you for listening to What Do You Know? I can't wait for the next show, Scott. I'm excited too, Arnie. If you'd like to suggest a guest, send me an email at scottrichman at townsquaremedia.com. We'll see you next week. And thanks for listening to News Talk KGVO. 